Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new episode of Geekscape. If this is your first Geekscape, we're going to be talking movies, video games, comic books, TV, everything geek lifestyle. We've been doing this for nine years. Literally nine years. Uh, so we are one of the longest running geek podcasts on the internet. And I think, you know, I don't want to be too biased. We're one of the best. Uh, I'm Jonathan London, your host, and I've been your host for that long, and uh, will continue to be your host into the new year. And I want to wish everybody a happy holidays. I hope everybody is doing well uh, in their amiibo hunting or in their uh, Oscar movie watching, and pretty much just in, enjoying all the geek stuff that's been going on. Uh, every week, I'm joined by a new guest. This week is Juan Carlos Marquez one of the four hosts of the Geekscape Games podcast. It's a brand new podcast up on the site. Uh, I love it. I listen to it within hours of it posting. Matt Kelly right now, uh, the host of our St. Mort show, is trying to find the like highest roof right now so he can jump off because uh, for a long time it was basically uh, Geekscape had only a couple podcasts at Geekscape. The St. Mort show, Matt's, that's Matt's podcast, and, um, and uh, now it's got Geekscape Games. Right and Geekscape Games is uh, just I like listening to it. I like I like listening to video game talk because I don't cover it a whole lot on Geekscape. Yeah, it, we didn't expect to. And and I hate your microphone, so I'm gonna wow. keep adjusting your microphone. I'm really sorry, I, audience. I, I just like the fact that you're touching me. I, I am touching you. <laughs> okay, that that should work. Okay, go ahead, Juan. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, I only see Shane and Derek around Comic Con season or WonderCon or Kamikaze, so it's like maybe three times out of the year tops. But to have an excuse to talk with these guys at least once a week has been fantastic. Mm -hmm. and, and the show feels really organic. Like it's, I, I, it's a lot of fun, and sometimes I get a little upset that we have to stop when we do. Just you know, to keep but, it at a reasonable length. Right, because we'll go. if you know, when, what's One show, we went up to 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, well, part of that's a problem because Shane uh, is uh, a raver. He, and yes. he doesn't start recording the show until, what, 1 a.m.? 1 a.m. So that's problematic for anybody who actually has a uh, job. And like, Shane will claim that, you have a, that he has a job, but you know what? He doesn't show up to that job until 11 a.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> so um, that's the way it is. Guys, I don't want to skip over one of our other podcasts, Fandom Planet from Saxon Tim. So uh, there are four podcasts making their home at Geekscape, and uh, Juan's got one and I've got one. Um, though the, the cool thing about having a, uh, a video game podcast is, again, I just don't play as much as you guys do. Uh, a lot of my time is shared with movies, of course. I watch a lot of movies, and especially this time of year. And I read a ton of comics, especially every time of year. <laughs> so I've been doing a lot of that. But what the podcast has been good for is that you guys got me addicted to the current, like this year's Furby Power Rangers, oh, like every year we have, a, a, going into Christmas, there's that one thing that everybody's going for and all the scalpers go for. You go to the store at 8 a.m. for the doors to open and you race to that part of the aisle. And this year it is Nintendo's Amiibos. It's funny that the biggest video game item this year is not even a video game itself. Yeah, it's, it's a plastic toy. It's so a, it's something's never toy. changed as far as, to, you know, scalping and, and you know, uh, Christmas uh, goes, you know, it's always some kind of toy. But you know, just several months ago, when Nintendo made this announcement at E3, and we actually got to see them, and at first we were like blown away by how beautiful the sculpts were, and then I think around September, the images leaked about the real sculpts, like this is the final sculpt, the Marth, the, the, yeah. the morbid looking Marth. I made a joke that like, at E3, it was the version of that guy in Robocop, that was like a bad guy, and then 
what we're actually going to end up with is after he gets toxic waste all over him and he's like, you know, melting. Yeah, it, it, it didn't look like anything that we saw at E3. So I remember Derek specifically saying, like, he's not going to get any of them. And, mm -hmm. and even us on the show, we said, you know, we'll probably pick up one or two, but we're not going to get all of them. Yeah, God forbid we get all of right. them. Yeah. Because they're, what, $12.99 $12.99 a piece. Unless you get them at Toys R Us, then they're thirteen ninety nine. Yeah, you pay that. I, I, they, why is that? I have no idea why they charge an extra dollar. Is it for the... It's to feed the giraffes. That or to meet the people who pander for money in front of the door. Right. You know? So uh, these things are now twelve ninety nine. They are the toy for the holiday the, season. The hottest thing right now. They are the hottest thing. And we have stories of scalper battles... Uh, we, we've gone face to face with these scalpers. You you had to do battle with a scalper, or actually mocked one too, and you yeah. ran into him twice. I ran into him twice. Yeah, we hear stories of people fighting each other for for these things. It, is, it is live. It is real life. It's Jingle, Jingle all, all the way. way. It's Jingle all the and way. What's funny is I've never seen that movie. I've seen more of Jingle all the way since becoming addicted to these amiibo collecting than I ever did. Prior, if they wanted, if they ever wanted to do, another, I know there's a new jingle all the way, but if they ever wanted to do a actual real life version of Jingle All the Way, they just have to follow people around now. Yeah, they should make it like uh, it would be. You just give, you know, I got a GoPro for my birthday. I oh. should just do that, and it should be like a uh, Blair Witch. Yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> it becomes horrific. It, you yeah. know, okay, so so to, to just clarify for you guys who are listening, we're not just going to talk about video games and these twelve ninety nine toys. We will get into things like. Uh, Hobbit, uh, Battle of the Five Armies, which we both saw. Uh, but this is kind of the big thing that's happening online. It's making the, the mainstream news. Uh, it's, again, the toy of the holiday season. And you're the guy who got me into this. Not just the podcast. The podcast raised my interest, yeah. and I said, you know what? I don't even play Super Smash Brothers, which is what these little toys interact with. Their main purpose, right? Yeah, you know, their main purpose so far has been to play in Super Smash Brothers. You add these little... Okay, so you take this little figure based on, like, whatever character you like that you, that, that's that been released, and in the middle of playing, you can put them on the gamepad, and not just like Skylanders and Disney Infinity, it, in the game, it unlocks this character, and the character will fight with you. Yes. And, if you, and you can actually train with the character yeah. so when you, you're like mick to his rocky right so when you when you're playing uh by yourself you can just play against these different amiibos and with um super smash brothers you can play eight characters at a time you can have just yeah. amiibos fighting amiibos you could have just eight amiibos going at and it and they level up yeah they, they level up to, to level 50. 50 and do they they learn the way that you fight they they adapt to your play style so if you do a lot of grabs or a lot of fast falls a lot of edge guarding, they'll pick up on that. So it's very advanced as to what these things can learn. So people have been figuring out and like actually putting on Reddit and other forums of what they've done with their amiibo to the point where their amiibo is just cleaning house. They can't even beat their own amiibo. It's gotten so good in terms it's of like amiibo. It's like the lawnmower hunting. man. Like Pichu's become the lawnmower man. Pretty much. There was a story not too long ago, I think about three weeks, where some guy took his fox amiibo and it pretty much almost won the entire tournament. They allow people to bring their amiibos and have it be like a real life competitor. It beat some like top level players. So now, the, after that initial article, people have been training these amiibos and now talking about having amiibo only tournaments. Mm -hmm. So like Pokemon trainer type stuff right, right, right. to see who could be the best trainer and to see their stuff. And I've seen this happen in my school where the kids play Smash Brothers. They brought their amiibos. This one kid brought his uh, Pikachu amiibo and it was pretty much running the whole. And what gauntlet. level was that thing at? Fifty. 
Wow. And it, and then they, some other guy put his Donkey Kong amiibo, and they went at it, and the kids were so into it. They were to the point where they wanted to play, but they weren't above watch, sitting back and watching yeah, yeah. two computer opponents. Go, go, go. Yeah, go. they were cheering and chanting. Like the, I the, guess it's like watching sports, you know what I mean? If you yeah. watch sports, like you really can't control what a football team or a basketball team does on the TV, but you're still invested in whether or not they win. Oh, because they, they, there's prizes. In the more and you've you actually use, trained those. So. Yeah, and then the, the more that you play with it, it unlocks more items for you. So and this it, is an addiction that was waiting to it, happen. It, it was, and then I, after people actually got to play with them, I think that's what elevated the... The, the want and the desire because people were like, oh, now I want to get a Mario amiibo and train it this way. Maybe I but can some go get are rare. Like Marth, the Marth, Villager, and Wii Fit yeah. Trainer. Those are rare amiibos, and and now they're going. I mean, they're going for like seventy dollars, eighty dollars online. It's ridiculous. Um, Amazon alone, you have to fork over at least fifty bucks to get any one of those three. And I don't have a Marth yet, and uh, and that's kind of been the one that I've. So first off, I was only going to get a few because I only I'm only going to use them in Mario Kart. Eight. We all said that. Uh, I'm only going to use it in Hyrule Warriors. I'm only going to use. I'm not going to play Super Smash Brothers because it's just not my. I'm not into fighting games, especially that fighting game because it just seems like it, it's you're going to end up with seizures. No, there's people who don't even own a Wii U and they're buying those things just because they're cool statues. Just because they're little cool collectibles. Yeah. So, I went to meet with Juan, and the only one that I that I needed that was rare. This is weeks ago, maybe oh, a, a month ago. Yeah. Was. This is the first weekend of the Amiibo, and I said, like, within the first few days, and I said, listen, I just need a villager. And I met you with a villager, and you surprised me with a Wii Fit trainer. Yeah. And I said, well, if, if I'm only not going to get three of these, like I wasn't going to get Pikachu, Wii Fit trainer, and Marth, if, if those are the only three I'm not going to get, and I've already gotten the majority of them, what's another $45? Right. <laughs> and the only one I don't, I don't have now is Marth. And... I started talking to you because you were my supplier. We started we started referring to this stuff as drogas. And it's it's and it's I was never texting stopped. you being like, Do you have the drogas? Do you have the drogas? And we've gotten I mean, just our talk of drogas and get collecting the drogas, and it's gotten like it like the little worm is in my head. It's why I don't drink alcohol. Like I have an addictive personality, like I know things would just go yeah. bad very quickly. Uh, this has gotten bad. I have every amiibo that's been released except for Marth. And this morning at 1 a.m., like Shane O'Hare knows that, that I want that Marth. And at 1 a.m., he texted me a picture of Marth because he said his buddy works at GameStop and he's going to get him in. And the second he gets him in, he's gonna, Shane's going to get it for me. So at 1 a.m., Shane texts this picture of Marth. And I'm like, holy shit, he got it. The Arkenstone has been found. <laughs> like, if you've been watching The Hobbit, like, you know, how, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Thorin. Thorin like is obsessed with finding the Arkenstone, and I was like, "Oh, the Arkenstone!" And he has people looking for. Yeah, he's it got for people looking for the Arkenstone. So I've got like big Yanks in New York going to the new like Nintendo store on his lunch breaks. You know, he's going to the Nintendo store looking for Marth. Coast to coast, I've got Marth coast to coast search. Marth search, and it's really bad. It's like the you know. So I was I was like, "Oh my God, Shane found it, the Arkenstone, the Arkenstone!" And then he revealed today that it was just a picture he found online. He was just fucking with me. I just picture you on like an empty, like on a throne, just lounging in it. Yeah, you, I was waiting so for happy. updates on your Twitter. I was feed. so happy for most of the day, and then all oh. of a sudden, Shane told me that it was just that he was just fucking with me, and I was like, "Well, that's cool." I'll see you at San Diego Comic-Con. No, wait, I won't. These will be the longest seven yeah. months of his life. If you guys want to see... So anyway, if you guys are going to New York Comic, or San Diego Comic-Con and want to meet Shane, uh, he, <laughs> he's not coming. <laughs> I just revoked his past. <laughs> oh, that was the meanest thing he could possibly have done. Especially because he knows that we've gotten into it. 
Uh, last Sunday, I, I, uh, I went for a run in Griffith Park, and it's very close to Atwater Village, where I know that there's a Best Buy and a Toys R Us, and I finished this run up, and I'm like, I'm just going to go and check and see if they have Wave what 2 could it Amiibo. Hurt? Like, you know what? I'm in the neighborhood. And I'm in the neighborhood has been the greatest excuse for driving 30 miles. <laughs> like, 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 it is such a lie. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm in the neighborhood of that place that is 40 miles away, and I'm going to go check and see if they have I'm a $12 toy. I'm in the relative time zone right here. Like, it literally has become Jingle All The Way. It is be and this is the only time in, during the holidays in my entire life that I've ever been wrapped up in this whole Black Friday-ish, Jingle All The Way style, I have to have it. You know, Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles. Uh, the Ninja Turtles as a kid I, I, I wanted to have, but it, it, it was nothing close to what ended up happening with Furbies and oh, Tickle Me Elmo. Right. Remember Tickle Me Elmo? This is the only time that I've ever had this happen to me, and I'm 36. Like, at 36, this is the only time that it's happened to me. And so I'll be like, oh, I'm in the neighborhood of these five stores that I will drive around to. And it, it, it's just been completely unproductive. You got me into this because I feel like if you hadn't brought that first Wii Fit trainer that I, I, that I hadn't intentionally, hadn't intended to get, if you hadn't brought, got that to me, I would have been like, oh yeah, I'll just let it go. But since you gave it to me, I was like, well, I'm that close to a complete set. <laughs> you, you know what? It's, it's fitting that it's called Drogas because the first hit's free. <laughs> yeah, you gave it to me. <laughs> I just says, I, I, I told you, I said, look, I know you didn't want this initially, but this is a gift. You son of a bitch. <laughs> this is going to be hard to find in a couple of weeks. And sure enough, and I, and I even, when I got to the villager, when you told me that I can't find it anymore, it's like, and I go, hey, Jonathan, Jonathan. You're taking care of. Maybe someone. Tu eres familia. <laughs> maybe someone foresaw this situation and ordered you one ahead of time. Oh, <laughs> kiss your feet. <laughs> and here's the thing. We, Rob Walkner, who hosts CoinOp TV and really should be on the show because he, uh, if you go on his CoinOp TV YouTube channel, he is all about Skylanders and Disney Infinity. Mm -hmm. And um, he makes videos and Let's Plays about that stuff. And we talked about Amiibo. And, you know, I think he's, he's really in the camp of Activision and, and Disney Infinity. And it's like, oh, their sculpts are better than the Nintendo sculpts and this and that. Uh, and you can argue one way or another. I think we're fans of the Nintendo sculpts and definitely the characters. But I just text him and I'm like, this is your fault too. Because at E3 we talked about this. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to get into it. And now I'm totally into it. I'm pre-ordering... Characters I don't even recognize. Well, you, <laughs> like you like I'm pre-ordering Wave Three characters. Did you see Wave Four leak last night? Don't do this, man. You're fucking I'm, with me. No, no I'm not, don't. I am not this. fucking with you. No, come on, hey, man. I've almost got all of them. Pac-Man, Game and Watch, Lucina, Rob. I think is one of them. Yeah. Six. There's six new ones, and coming out March 28th. They're only a month apart now. It looks like that. No, they need to put them like three months apart but so you can recoup your wallet. There's, there's six of them. So, yeah, but Pac-Man's the, the main one. But what about, what about Olimar from Pikmin? Not yet. Wait, was he part of I that? want Olimar. I want Tom Nook from Animal Crossing, uh, even though you can't play him in Super Smash Brothers. No, Ness, I want to kill him. No, I don't think Olimar is, is in it. Ness is in this new in this way. Oh, forward. Ness is gonna make people crazy because he's from like Earthbound, Earthbound yeah. and that's like rare to begin that, with. He's a cult favorite. So they're not on pre-order yet on Amazon. So you still have time. But uh, the the great thing about Amazon, you just pre-order. They don't charge anything. They just hold it for you. They don't charge you until they ship it. But just to give you a heads up. Why'd you have to say all that crap? Because if I didn't say it now, you would have found out too late. 
<sighs> Little drogas. You see how the hooks are in me? Yeah. In like comic books, like you guys have seen my comic book collection. My oh, comic yeah. collection is half of my garage. Like, yeah. this is who I am. I'm a grown man, and this is who I am. And I, you have to face your demons. And this is the face of addiction. This the, is this. I need like a support group for this. And you know what? You guys are my support group, but you guys are also we're, my we're enablers. We're enablers. So we're I don't enablers. know where I stand on this. And, and the way I see it is this: I could have a myriad of other problems. If totally. this is my poison, then I. It's not so bad. Okay. It could be a lot worse. Yeah, and, and you know what? Like L Laura was in a. Uh, I was like meeting for Laura for lunch. No, we were taking. So here in the in LA at the Grove, it turns out that the Santa Claus at the Grove is my cousin. Are you kidding? In Texas, yeah, like a like a like a, a cousin from like my uncle, not a, not a blood cousin. Did but, you know but a this prior, or no, you just our, found our, out? No, our family told us, and so so this year we made a point to go meet Santa okay. and like talk to him, and we talked to him about like he's he's a little bit older than me, he's more my father's age, but he is my cousin. My uncle is that old that he's oh, wow. my my cousin, and. Um, and uh, so we talked, but on the way to meet Santa, Laura had to, you know, burn some time, and she went into a Target, and she goes, "So which one are you looking for again?" And I told her, I was like, "Sweetie, don't become the, like, don't, like, don't, don't help me, don't help me. I've already got Shane on one side and Big Yings on the other side helping me. Like, it's already a coast to coast search. Like, don't do this, Laura." My wife did that to me last week. She called from Target, asked me which ones did I have, because she saw, I see Zelda. Do you have Zelda yet? Yeah. And like, I, I, I do. Yeah. And it's got to the point where. I don't. I purposely hide some amiibo from my wife because I'm scared to sh show her that I got more. Well, because like, like, well, you're getting doubles. No, I I have some doubles. Yeah. Right. And, but that's not for me to collect. That's just if I find out somebody needs one. Yeah, like me. <laughs> yeah. I just I just hook it up. Oh, you're trying to get more people hooked. Well, <laughs> well, just now before you came over, I put them all out on my shelf. Okay. And so when you just walk into my office, you know the full extent of the of the problem, you know. And I think part of that is me admitting that I have a problem. I think when I see those, I'll be like, Yeah, you have a problem, and it is a glorious problem. Yeah. The stone has been found. <laughs> You know, I, I, I want to know about the audience. I want to know if the audience is how uh, in Christmases or Hanukkahs or holidays past have had that thing. In audience, leave this on like our Facebook or leave it on our Twitter or leave it on our SoundCloud. Have you had that thing that was your must holiday gift that you had to get? Um, because this, again, is the only time I've really had this happen to me. And it's happened I would have to, I would have to second that too. So you've never had a thing, uh, a Christmas where it was like, if, if Christmas comes around or the holidays come around and I had, don't have this thing, I'm going like to be destroyed. Like to give to somebody else or to have, no, get for as a you, gift? For yourself, for yourself. If I don't receive this for Christmas, um, or like, you know, like, what is your, like your Furby or your Tickle Me Elmo that created like a, a fervor? I think, I don't think I've ever had that except for, I was mentioning it earlier about back in 91. Yeah. That... The Super Nintendo was announced in, you know, I'm what, going into, I'm an eighth grade student, you know, doing everything well. Sure. And uh, my, my mom's taking me to the Target in, in Southgate, and she says, oh, what would you like for Christmas? And I'm really shy, and I know that's $199, which wow. today is a, is a you, that's a 3DS, right? Back then, you got the Super Nintendo, two controllers, and Super Mario World. Right, for 200 bucks. For 200 bucks. And so I point to the Super Nintendo Super Set. And yeah. she says, okay. And she goes, go ahead and get it. And I'm in shock. Wait, she bought it right in front she of you? She bought it right in front of me. So here, And this was torture. Right. And so she says, go ahead and grab it. So I got to 
pull it, and this is not the age where they you were could no, smell it. You could. The, yeah. I was. Uh, I got. You a knew whole, how much it weighed. I could do a whole podcast on just the smell of games and systems back sure, then. But, sure. So I get it. I put it in the cart, and I look at the back. Remember the back of the box would have oh, pictures yeah. of the other oh, games. The other games. And, and you were just like, like, Oh, oh wow, my god, zero! Those. And look at all these awesome. Yeah, games. Pilot Wings. Pilot Wings looked awesome. And so I put it in there, and then my mom tells me that you can't, you can't, you won't be able to play it. Until Christmas. Until Christmas. Yeah, Christmas you can open it and play it, but it's but it's September right now, so you have to wait. No I'm kidding. So it was it was it was uh, before Thanksgiving. Wow. So, so I have a good month. At I least. took it home. She let me open it to see it. Oh so Jesus. She, so she. So That's yeah. Mean. So it, it's like she's like here's the cocaine. You can cut it if you'd like. So she let, let me snorts. take the book, the uh-huh. Super Mario World play, uh, instruction Guide. booklet, and this is when the booklet had like drawings. Yeah, of, I it, love it was those just perfect. Drawings. I took that thing to school every day and showed it to my friends because it you had wanted like, to imagine what the game would be oh, like oh I, I in my head i was i was imagining how it would be to fly with the cape and i saw the feather and it was like superman oh my god he can fly this time and then he has yoshi oh my yeah. god it was meanwhile it was, jonathan's playing sonic and is like fuck all of you <laughs> fuck you fuck you and, and i i for a whole it was to this day it has yeah. been the long and it's funny how when yeah. you're a kid chris the gap between thanksgiving and christmas is eternal yeah. Now it's more now we're like, Jesus, is this Christmas already? We're less than 48 hours away from Christmas. Does your wife do this thing where she's like, where you're like, hey, sweetie, what do you want? And she's like, you're just supposed to know. Because uh, that t- happens to me. Yeah. She, and she gets mad at me. She's like, you're supposed to know what I want. She, she, and I'm like, a new husband. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I think guys like us, we're really easy to, to, to oh, shop. Oh, to shop for? Yeah. Oh, my, my wife has me figured out like crazy. Yeah. But I'm still sitting here going, okay, like what size is her this and that? And like. Shit, does she even wear Like, wait, does she want one of those? Oh, man, she's going to be mad if I spend that money. Oh, no, I don't know what to do with my I, I learned you never buy them gift cards. Just, yes, that uh, seems a bit Don't impersonal. ever do that. Yeah. It's, it has to be something. So she's covered. But, okay. But it just seems like it, as adults, like this time flies by really quickly. But when I was 12, my God, that was the longest five, six weeks. Especially knowing that it was in the house. Yeah. And, and then, But I will say this. When I did get to open it, I, I was so happy. But on top of that, yeah. my parents completely blindsided me because there was this giant box that was labeled for my aunt. And they told me it was like a kitchen set. They told me, go ahead and open that one. It was like, super scope? And it was like, whoa, whoa it's, 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 it's for my aunt. No, that one's for you and your sister. It's together. And I open it. It's a 13-inch television. What? 13? 13-inch. You know, for, yeah, just yeah, for... Yeah, yeah for but, your room or something. For, yeah, it's for, for a little room for me and my sister... And so my dad, bless him, and they didn't make a lot of money, but they spent right. like 500 bucks on Holy me and my sister crap. to combine. So they got us our own TV, or Super Nintendo, and then I still have a little wooden plaque that my dad made. He said the Nintendo Center, and it had my sister and my name on it. And I still have it to this day. That's insane. That's my favorite Christmas ever. And that, and, and I was always very shy about asking for things, sure. but I remember that to me is like perhaps my most special one. Wow. Yeah, and that was the thing you had to have. Yeah, and now I'm I'm really excited because I bought my niece her own. She really wants a 3ds, but we bought her a 2ds just because of her hands and sure. the 3ds too big. How old is she? So uh, she is nine. Okay. So we got her that and a, a Disney Magical Kingdom game. So I'm really excited to see her 
open well, that. Well, she listens to the show, so you just spoiled it to her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, she, she has it on her iTunes subscription feed. She's like, fuck Shane O'Hare. No <laughs> 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 drogas, yo quiero drogas. Um, no, Geekscape is let me know like, what you guys want, like what was your thing and what age you were when you wanted that thing and had to have that thing. If it was Satori, was it the Activision? <laughs> I, always pick on, I always pick on Satori because... He's always posting like the Activision and the television and how big those things Coleco were. Vision. Coleco Vision. He's he's of the generation prior to ours, so I just remember playing. He, those he keeps things. he he keeps the uh, he keeps the torch lit. That's like retro for retro. old school. No, it's great. Um, I was starting to tar- tell the story, and you guys did tell it on the Geekscape Games podcast, but uh, that it's, that it's last that him. last Sunday uh, when I was in the neighborhood. I did drop by, you know, it was like it was like nine o'clock, and I just finished running. Is this the Atwater Village? Yeah, and I went to the Atwater Village Toys R Us. They didn't have anything for Wave Two because the Wave Two had just come out, supposedly. Right. And then we went to the Best Buy, and Best Buy hadn't opened their doors yet, and they wouldn't for thirty minutes. So I thought I was just gonna bail. I was like, you know what, I'm not, I'm, I'm getting out of here. And I texted Josh because here's the th- here's what I was really looking for because I knew I had mine on pre-order. Mm-hmm. Josh had Toys R Us cancel his pre-orders. And so I said, okay, Josh is going to need somebody to find him some stuff. So I hung out by that Best Buy, and I texted Josh, and I said, Josh, I'm at Best Buy. Should I wait for you, or should I, should I get some stuff? And Josh turns out, one of our writers, was on his way to that same Atwater Village. Coincidentally, we did not organize it. I was at that Best Buy. He was on his way to the Best Buy, so I waited for him. And as I'm waiting for the doors to open, and I was the first one to open, I was playing my, on my phone. Uh, if you guys have an iPhone, uh, Marvel Contest of Champions. Have you played that no, game? No, I haven't. It's a fighting game, and I'm not into fighting games, but this one's real easy. Uh-huh. It's no combos or anything. It's literally like you swipe and you press and you oh, hold, okay. and it's it's a really cool fighting game that's online uh, on the iPhone, and it's Marvel Universe. The collector has brought all of the uh, he, the uh, the plot is that the collector who you, was Benicio del Toro in the movie. The collector has summoned all these warriors, you know, vi- both villains and heroes, to the battle realm to fight each other, in order to stop Kang from, you know, g- like I guess Kang has has acquired his different fighters from the Marvel universe, and so you have to fight Kang's fighters, and you know, it's it's, it's kind of a loose plot for a fighting game, but it's on the iPhone, and I've been playing it, and it's awesome, <laughs> and I'm addicted to it. So I was sitting outside the Best Buy, waiting for the doors to open, and a gathering of scalpers started to show up, and you can always tell a scalper because they won't make eye contact, they won't talk to you. If you say good morning, they'll ignore they you. They lack social skills. They're not human beings. Yeah. These are people who want to go and find these amiibos, they want to sell them for $40, $50, $60 online. This idiot was wearing sunglasses, headphones, and a hoodie. All senses have been... Yeah, or parka. This guy's a moron. (laughs) And so Josh and his wife Megan show up, and the doors open, and I don't know the layout of this Best Buy. So I'm following Josh, and this dude nudges past me, just like bumps my shoulder and nudges past me, right? And I was like, don't mind me, douchebag. Like, I just say that, like, don't mind me, douchebag. And then then he, he goes right to the little Macs that were out. You know, little Mac from Punch Out, and he he reaches his arms out and just grabs about five of them. Jeez. Just you know, and they only had like eight in the store. So I grab one. Josh grabs two, one for him, one for Megan. And out of the eight total that this Best Buy had, douchebags got five of them, right? And he just walks away. He just gets them and walks away because he knows I'm peeved at him. And 
I'll kill a man for a twelve dollar toy. <laughs> I think we established that. Uh, like, like I will watch the life leave their body for a twelve dollar toy. I think so. There's certain things that are worth fighting for, and um, <laughs> I'll rip his sunglasses <laughs> off and watch this, this, his life leave his body. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. I'll see you in the next life. Um, so. He goes, and here's the problem. The Best Buy employees made a mistake. They weren't supposed to put those on the shelves. They weren't even in the system yet. So when he got to the register, he, they went to, to, to scan it, and it wasn't for sale. So they wanted a time, and I wasn't witness to this. Josh was. Oh they wanted God. a time and kept removing, started removing the, best, the, the, the Amiibos that he wanted to sell for $60 online from uh. his hands. And I guess he started like, kicking a fit. And going crazy. Because that's he's, an adult thing to do. It's an adult thing to do. He stormed out of the store. Uh, I was like, you know what? I handed back my little Max. I thought Zelda was for sale because it sold him in the Toys R Us. So I gave back my little Mac. But I held on to a Zelda, which is now common and it doesn't matter. But um, I, I was behind this guy in line and he was just going to get a Zelda. But they t- yanked the Zelda from his hands too. And I took a picture and it was like, it's the best picture ever. I put it on I Reddit. I picture. put it on Reddit and it blew up. And I was so excited. It blew up in the Amiibo subreddit. But you know what? Like, what's a little public shaming for these assholes? And deservedly so. I've heard some awful stories. I've heard stories of like people swiping in, grabbing a ton, not wanting to share. It's just been pretty gross. It really brings out, like, the, the holidays do bring out some of the it's shittiest the, it, in people. It brings out the absolute worst. Yeah. And these are people that you'll never see any time of the year except for this. And that's what I get a little bit, uh, you know, uh, cautious of who I'm becoming or, like, am I yeah, really becoming yeah. this guy? Because when you go amiibo hunting. <laughs> when you go amiibo yeah, hunting. There's, there's, it's a term now. Yeah, amiibo like, hunting. Uh, like, I see the, the It's my ilk. favorite MMO. It's a real-world <laughs> strategy game. It's free to play. It's free to play. No, it's not. Buy. No, it's it is not. It is not free to play. It's uh, well, isn't like free to play. Aren't free to play either. So, my my Marvel collector, my Marvel <laughs> contest of champions. Yeah, it's like buy a thirty dollar Deadpool. No thanks. Um, but it, here's the thing. So, this past Friday. Okay. This past Friday, I, I wake up at five thirty in the morning to oh, like, go exercise. Of course, ex- ex- I, I do an exercise at six thirty okay. on Fridays, and I woke up at five thirty and I check my email, and Toys R Us had canceled all pre-orders. Oh yes, yeah, this yeah. was the Amoeba Geddon. Yes, right. So everyone who had pre-ordered from Toys R Us woke up to find out that their pre-orders had been canceled Friday morning, including myself, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Because I do not like going to the stores and having to deal with these assholes and having to race down an aisle, Schwarzenegger style. To try and beat Sinbad. Flying like, elbows. I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want the thing to just show up in my house. I don't want to stress about it. I want to collect them, but I don't want to stress. And to have Toys R Us. And I looked online, and supposedly Toys R Us just went crazy and canceled every everybody's pre-order. pre-orders. There were people posting pictures of burning Toys R Uses. Like, there was all sorts of stuff. It was about me begetting. So I try and reorder the Lucario. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it, it supposedly succeeded. I'll find out if I get one, two, or zero. We'll find out. But um, I go and exercise, and when, I, when I'm done around 7.30, I'm like, hey, Best Buy is close, and uh, they're about to open at 8 o'clock for holiday hours. So I just go to Best Buy, and I'm hanging out 
And look who shows up. Oh, no. The guy in shades is he shows exact, up. Exact, he, he is wow. wearing the same parka. He's wearing the same shades. He's wearing the same stupid sunglasses. With, with, and, and, and he's got a baseball hat on now. So he added oh. a baseball hat. He accessorized. He probably sold an Amiibo for it. So. And here's the thing. Uh, they had no Amiibos on sale oh. when I got to Best Buy and Toys R Us. Like, they didn't have any of the new ones. But he was still creeping around. And at that point, I didn't. I, did, I cared less about getting a, a new amiibo, and I cared more about getting a photo with him. And like, I no, I really I had my phone prepped, and I, I don't. E- I didn't even know what I would say to him. Right. But I wanted to say, like, what, what do you even say to that guy? I wanted to be like, excuse me, I want to take a photo with you because you're a giant. You're tool. a giant fucking tool, <laughs> and my friends and I make fun of you. They don't believe think, that a person of your they're gonna, ilk exists. They're going to think that this photo is hilarious. That I took a photo with this moron with glasses again, and that we called you out. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how what, I, what I would have said. What if you just put like a he didn't make a Martha easy. Amiibo on a fishing line and lure him you to need you? Need a Martha Amiibo for, yeah. first. Well, you just, just do what Shane did and take a photo. Take, of take it. a photo of it. Just, just you know, just Martha Amiibo over here. Maybe you'll mm. smell it. Just crack the case a little bit. I thought, dude, how great. You know what? If I go to Best Buy tomorrow morning, he'll probably be there anyway, so who cares? You know what you should do? Every morning at 8 a.m., he's probably there, so I can still get my photograph. Maybe if you walk in the store with, like, a Martha or a Villager Amiibo and just, like, oh, my God, I got the last one and just completely piss him off. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that guy. So um, Scalper Wars is going on, and I wanted a photo with that guy. I was more upset driving away that I didn't get my $12 toy. I was more upset that... I didn't get my photo with this guy. Um, what's your game of the year so far when you think about your games? I'm very biased because the majority of the games I play are Nintendo-based, although I do own an Xbox One and a PS3. But this year has been pretty much all Wii U and 3DS. Mm-hmm. For game of the year, I would say it would be two, uh, Mario Kart 8. Yeah. Even though I do love Smash Brothers Wii U, Mario Kart 8 is just, I've had more fun with that than the last Mario Kart game. Yeah. For home console. That and Shovel Knight. What's Shovel Knight? Shovel Knight is by Yacht Club Games. It's an indie game that I played last year at IndieCade when I went for 2013. Yeah. And. What platforms is that? Is that like PS4, PS3? It's it's a Wii U eShop game, but it's also available for, I think, the PSN store. Right. And Xbox, maybe? Yeah, Xbox. It should be Steam? there, too. Steam? Yeah, it's definitely on Steam. Okay. It's take, like, DuckTales and Mega Man. The way that you could jump on the cane right. on DuckTales? Right. You know, he does that with a shovel. Mm-hmm. And so there's eight other night bosses. There's, like, Plague Knight and, uh, oh, my God. I totally forgot. But they're that. evil. They're all evil. Some have, like, cool backstories. This, the presentation's really well done. The gameplay is fantastic. It's challenging, just like. So, those what would you compare it to, like, like uh, as far as visuals? Like, does it look like Duck? Uh, it it really does. Like does. It looks like if this was something Capcom back when Capcom was fantastic. So, like Ghouls and Ghosts, et cetera, et cetera. A little bit better looking than Ghouls and Ghosts, but definitely it looks something straight out of Ducktales or Mega Man Two or Three. Mm-hmm. The music is all the chiptune music is brilliant as well. I think that's the same guy who did the music for uh, Shantae. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't even know half these games. Oh. You guys roll deep on Geek yeah, it's, games. Yeah, but Shovel Knight is is a beautiful, beautiful game. Storytelling wise, music wise, it's great. For what about this Advanced Warfare? What about the big titles? What what about the what about the Assassin's Creed oh, Unity? Oh God, I'm <laughs> kidding. Assassin's Creed Unity is supposedly one of the most historically bugged buggy games of all time. It, I, and you know what? I'll admit, I was very excited to play Unity. Just because... Oh, the co-op stuff looked great. Yeah, and I'm a nerd for French history. Yeah. Uh, but 
and other than the, the, the layout of France and Paris and how beautiful everything looks, the game itself is nothing to write home about. I heard it's completely broken. It, it I've really seen people is. posting videos online of them like, like, like climbing walls that are invisible or like just falling through the floor or having their person like twitch and not be locked up. Like I, I've seen a million horror They just appear out of them. nowhere. And, and, and you know what's it's interesting well, how characters just appear out of nowhere? Yeah, they disappear, reappear, they walk on air, they get stuck. <laughs> it's like they're moonwalking in place two feet above the ground. In an age where our home consoles are so powerful and yeah. can do so much, the games for it aren't polished. Mm-hmm. And so now, I'm, it's for me, it's not about how much it looks or how powerful the home console. I'm just worried, can it play the damn game? Is that why, you know, a part of me, I have yet to get a PS4, but I think the game I'm going to get a PS4 for is Arkham Knight. Same here. And that's why I'm happy that, that they pushed Arkham Knight from like the holidays this year, or September, October this year, to February, and now to June 2nd, because it seems like it's very important to Rocksteady to not have a situation where they have a buggy game and, they, they, and that they can keep the consistency and the quality that they've been known for, with, especially with these Arkham games. I mean, that one looks great. Well, I'll, I'll, That's I'll, my PS4 buy. That, that will I'm be mine buy that as well, because hopefully they do a bundle with it. But I will say last year when I was working at uh, an, uh, another high school, mm-hmm. we had career day, so they brought this video game developer, which I will not name, to speak to the kids. Uh, I'll just say that they are the developers of a very popular franchise. Right. And who put out a game every November. Sure. So the, they were talking, and a, and a kid asked a very good question about why do they release it on that certain day. And they admitted that they have to release a game in November. Yes. Um, finished, and if, sure. if it's not finished, then they do the patches. So they're on a very strict calendar to get the game out. So when I see those games out in November... I'm very hesitant to pick it up because I know for a fact, and they admitted it, that they're not finished because they said, we'll put a patch for it out later. Well, I, I mean, the, we all know that the movie industry's dealt, dealt with that for at least 20 years. You know, yeah. the blockbusters, having uh, Spider-Man 3 rushed for the May mm-hmm. uh, 3rd, what was it, 2016, 17, or 2007 due date, like, date or having uh, X3, Remember X3 was oh. like, it had to come out that date. Uh, you know, it's been like that in Hollywood for 20 years yeah. where the release date is almost more important than the movie. Yeah. Because it's going to make huge box office based on the, the movies that came before it in the series, right? Yeah. But then when we go from a movie ticket that goes from anywhere from 12 to $15 to a video game that goes $60 just for the standard edition to $100 for like the oh, quote yeah. unquote deluxe. The one that comes it makes with a, a statue. Yeah, yeah. It makes a big difference. So... I'm very hesitant with these games, so I'm really glad that you know the new Batman game is going to take its time to be finished yeah. and to be good and to avoid as many bugs as possible as opposed to these November titles that when they release, I ex- we can expect one or two bugs, but Unity already has four patches out. Wow. And so not even been out a month. It's, it's not barely even been out a month. It's right? barely been out a month, and it already has four patches. Wow. Um, and we still have another Assassin's Creed game coming out next year. If, if you were to ask me what my game of the year is this year... What uh, is your game of the year this year? It would be, much like two years ago, Telltale's The Walking Dead. It is hard to beat Telltale, especially when they have the storytelling power that they've, done, that they've shown in these Walking Dead games. Walking Dead Season 2 was awesome. That being said, I also enjoyed Mario Kart 8. Um, what else did I play? I, I'm, 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 I'm going to go with Telltale because it's a fun one. Uh, I recently uh, beat the first 
a chapter of Game of Thrones. How was that? Telltale has a Game of Thrones game that came out in the first week of December. The first episodes did. And if you're a Game of Thrones fan, especially the TV show, you are going to love this game because it takes place towards the end of season three. And, and I guess this quote-unquote season will take you through the beginning of uh, season five of the TV show, which is going to start, I think, in March or April. We'll start watching Game of Thrones again. So in your time between Game of Thrones HBO seasons, you have these telltale seasons. Uh, and this one deals with a house forester. And that's not a house that is in the TV show, at least not prominently. And in the TV show, you also you always have like the Starks and the Tyrells and uh, the Lannisters. Um, but this one is House Forrester, who's loyal to the Starks. And towards the end of season three, something pretty bad happens to the Starks, if you've been watching the TV series. And it takes you from that moment through season four, which we just experienced last year, into the beginning of season five. And the storytelling is as good as the TV show. Like that is... And that's like a really big claim because the TV show is one of the best TV shows on television. And this storytelling is as good as the TV show. And unlike the Walking Dead game, there's no singular protagonist that you play as. You actually play as members of that house, Forrester. And so sometimes you're playing as uh, one of the members who is uh, you know, at the, the castle keep. Sometimes you play as one that's uh, in King's Landing. Sometimes you play as a character who's at the wall. And you bounce around just like you bounce between characters of that giant cast in Game of Thrones. So Game of Thrones is something that spans a huge cast, a really big uh, set of locations, and you're bouncing around a bit like that as well. So there, there were three characters in the first episode that you bounce around with, and um, and you get really engaged with them because the storytelling is awesome. And, and it really, really helps enhance the show. And obviously it helps the time pass between seasons of the show so it jumps around different members of the house yeah you know it reminds me a lot of a gamecube game called eternal darkness where you play yeah. as is it a little bit like that um where you jump you play as one character then that chapter ends yeah chapter ends you play as somebody yeah. else but somehow yeah. they're connected absolutely but these are these are these aren't mysteriously connected like these are people who are communicating with each other and they make references Raven, to so. each other absolutely they need each other's help you know so like someone who someone who is in the the you know, House Forester's castle needs help from King's Landing. So the sister is in King's Landing, so she can actually work some of the uh, angles with the different people there, maybe maybe get the king's favor in order to help her family in the north, and vice versa. So there's a lot of, you would think that there, there's not a lot of action, but because Telltale is so good at telling their stories and their, di and like their dialogue branches and stuff, like in a video game, like the choices right. you make and don't make, they're so good at writing that stuff out and plotting it that it's as engaging as the action sequences. How would you say the voice acting is in that game? How's the voice acting? It's the cast of the show. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, when, when, when you run into some of the characters from the show, it's the voice cast. That's like really Cersei cool. Like Cersei and, uh, and they're all, it's, it's the voice cast. So the, 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 Ramsey, the, the, that torturous bastard from the show, Yeah, it's him. It's the cast That's of the really show. That's really impressive because you know most times when they do these kind of games, they don't have the actual cast. No, part. some of the cast from Game of Thrones is in the Telltale Games Game of Thrones show. And is the gameplay very similar to the Walking Dead games? A lot, yeah. Okay. So it's if, awesome. Would you say people who are not necessarily video game players, but they are fans of Game of Thrones, would they oh, have? Laura oh, watches time? me play this. Oh, okay. So My she'll just sit watch, back and watch it, yeah, like she's watching an episode of the show. And, and then when I make the wrong choice in a discussion, or I make the wrong choice in like an action sequence, or I spare the wrong person, or I don't spare the right person, 
you know, we have a little arguments. <laughs> she definitely ended the chapter with saying, you know, like yeah, on some shows, on some episodes of Game of Thrones, they'll end the episode at the most heightened part where someone, you just saw someone get murdered or you just saw something awful and tragic happen and then they cut to credits and you're left with this holy crap moment. Uh, this chapter definitely ends like that where you're just like, holy crap. And how many weeks is it until the next episode comes out? So for all you Game of Thrones fans, you definitely, definitely, definitely have to check this one out. It is worth getting. Speaking of fantasy, we have to talk about Hobbit. Mm -hmm. The Battle of the Five Armies. What did you think of this movie? This is the final one in the Hobbit trilogy. I somehow felt the last battle wasn't as grandiose as no. I expected it to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, battle of the Five Armies felt battle of the people who just happened to like run into each other. And they all want... The, the, you know, obviously you saw in the last Hobbit movie that they ran smog out of the castle or of the of the mountain. Right. And the dwarves now had the mountain. Lays Lake, Lake Town to yeah. ash. And, and in the beginning of this movie... You see smog attack Lake Town. You see, uh, you actually see the desolation of smog, yeah. um, and you have Bard the Bowman. Uh, if you've read the Hobbit books, you know Bard the Bowman saves Lake Town from smog. But that all happens in the first ten minutes of the film. Yeah, ten minutes. And then you're left with stuff that really wasn't in the Hobbit book. And for the most part, there have been a lot of complaints about these Hobbit movies stretching the story too thin. And in those first two Hobbit films. Yes, there's a prominence on CGI. Like there's a lot of CGI. Yes, there's a lot of thin storytelling, and and that was people's arguments. I saw past it, and I just enjoyed the movies. This is the first one where people's arguments of too much CGI and thin storytelling. This is the first one where it really started to kind of get to me, and I started to see those complaints as something that affected me. Yeah, um, I, there were a couple things that because you know the last fight from Return of the King was. Awesome. Yeah. I, I must have seen that movie five times in the theater. Just, I mean, not to say that alone, but the whole thing was great. So going into this, you know, the you last, were expecting like I was expecting huge. It, I mean, the title of the movie says "Battle of the Five Armies." And for the most part, the majority of the movie is the battle. Yeah. But a couple things I think detract from it. The cast of characters. First off, there's five armies. Right. And I think, maybe one four. of the there's, maybe there's, there's four. I don't know. There they. The last, the or or sure. orc army from the north. Does that count? Okay, That's sure. That's supposed it to counts. count as one, okay. but it just seems like there's bad guys. Yeah, there's no. and so you, there's a lot of people to go between. You know, there were thirteen dwarves to begin with. There was Gandalf. There's the humans. There's the elves. There's the dwarves. There's the orcs. The two sets of orcs, and the the story just get in the characters get thinned out when you're not able to pay a lot of attention to either of them and all they're doing is fighting yeah. and that really is what this movie feels like it feels like a collection of boss battles <laughs> like it just feels like you're watching people play like play a video game and what stinks is that the best scene in any of the hobbit movies is the last goodbye scene between bilbo and gandalf yeah is it coincidental that it has the least amount of special effects or or computer graphics it's a touching scene. It's awesome. It's what the series is about. And there's right before it, there's a silent scene where, where Gandalf is just cleaning out a pipe. Yeah. And there's no talking. Yeah. And it had the heart that you felt was important to the series and had yet to get to that point. It, I mean, this one really is the one that feels like it fell prey to the criticisms of thin storyline and too much CGI. I, I, was, I was disappointed for the first time in the Lord of the Rings movie. 
Yeah, I, especially when you put it up against those other five films, especially the first three. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be like, all right, this is like the original trilogy and here's like the prequels. No, like, no, 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 that's not that big of it's a just, discrepancy. No, no. So I don't want to make sure it doesn't come no. off that way. I love the, I mean, I love all those movies, but, and where else are you going to see it until you see Duncan Jones' War, World of Warcraft movie? Where else are you going to see this stuff? It's huge. It's awesome. It's storytelling on a grand scale, but... I feel like the characters who are the most important part of the movie in the story were, I, I feel like they were sacrificed in lieu of these giant FX. Yeah, I, I, I do too. Spectacle. Did it feel like just spectacle? It did. Were, were you satisfied with the wrap up of some of these characters' stories? Uh, no, it, I, I wasn't. I, I wish they'd taken a little bit more time, just like they did with Return of the King. I know it's a, for some of it's a little bit yeah. long, but. But this is the just, shortest Hobbit. This is the shortest Lord of the Rings yeah, movie by far. We. I think we, we needed to have a little bit more closure. It just felt really rushed to me. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, thanks. Well, see ya. I'm going to go see back ya. to... Yeah. Just... I mean, the, the, for, for first of all, all, the first half of the movie is all about the Arkenstone. And, well, after Smog is gone, it, there's this whole part where Thorne is like, I need this Arkenstone. It's like about an hour of the movie. And it's, just... and it's a bit of the movie where he's got this dragon sickness and he's starting to turn on his friends and say, hey, who's hiding it from me? So let me ask you, uh, where did the Arkenstone end up at the end of the film? <laughs> didn't bard and the elf have it that was the last time we yeah, saw it but we don't know what happened but that was 30 minutes bard the i think bard film. shows it like we have this so for all it's so was that storyline satisfied whatsoever no they never showed what, they never show yeah. it and it's the in it in so much importance was given to that well, did they mention they were going to bury it with thorn sure but telling is not as effective oh. as showing when it comes to movies it's all about show and not tell like, like we totally it, forgot about the Arkenstone. You forgot about it. Like, wouldn't it have been more if he had he been buried with it and you see it and, we, and this and that? Like, you would have gotten some closure, some satisfying ending, but you didn't even get that. It really felt like it was thin, and it stinks because Peter Jackson is a top five director for me. He is a day one. You're watching his movie, and it doesn't matter if he does something like Lovely Bones. It doesn't matter if he does something like Beautiful Creatures. Since Meet the Feebles opened in Austin as a kid, I was like, day one, Peter Jackson, I'm going to go see The Frighteners. I'm like, oh, it, I it, like, like, Peter Jackson's my guy. And to see this movie, it's like, wait, is this the one that left me the most dissatisfied? You're going to hope there's going to, like, no, 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 there's a director's cut which has, like, all that footage in it that we're going to see on Blu-ray. I don't want more footage. I think I, ultimately I want less. Like, I think, yeah. I think that, I mean, the rescue of Gandalf in this movie... Like that, it's just so much set up for for the Lord of the Rings trilogy later, and we don't need it. We don't need set up for the Lord of the Rings trilogy. We saw it. We loved it. We'll watch it again. But don't give us a sequence that looked like a fan film. It yeah. felt like someone went nuts with After Effects on a YouTube video, <laughs> and, it, and, and, I, and I hate saying that because Weta is obviously one of the most prominent effects houses. You know, in production companies in the world. We never get references of those characters ever again. Even with uh, Saruman saying, leave Sauron leave, to me. Leave Sauron to me. And we, I was we expecting some sequence later on where Sauron and Saruman have an exchange. And we see... Well, they do. And, and you know Saruman gets possessed by, yeah. by Sauron. But um, it just felt cute. It felt like, dude, you put this scene in to set up movies that we already love and appreciate. 
stop servicing The Lord of the Rings and just service The Hobbit. Yeah. I think that there is a super cut that is coming of these three films where somebody makes a two and a half, three hour, three and a half maybe hour version of this movie. And it's all three Hobbit movies in one big ass movie. And I think that it's going to be super satisfying. And the sad thing is, I think the majority of this last movie goes. I would, yeah, I would agree. I think the majority of this last movie goes. So did the dwarves in the mountain end up sharing their gold with the people of Lake Town and the elves? I think according to the books, uh, they do. But we don't see it. We don't that. see it in the film. We needed to see that. Like, what happens to people in Lake Town? I know the people in Lake Town, they end up rebuilding that city that is next the to the mountain. The outside. Sure. But, but we don't. We needed to see that. You understand my problem? I do. You there understand was, why I cry at night? Now I do. You understand why when Shane O'Hare shows me a fake Marth that is supposed to be mine, and it ends up just being a picture he took off the. You understand the dragon sickness within me? You know, it's it's the same thing as with the Hobbit. It was a. We, we don't know what happened to that Marth. We don't know what's going to happen to Shane when I get a hold of him. <laughs> no, see, I was just thinking you were talking about that Marth amiibo and the hunt for it. That's like almost like the, the you were talking about the collector yeah. in your game. That's pretty much the premise for Guardians of the Galaxy. They're just yeah. hunting that last Marth amiibo. Yeah, they Everybody need to get that wants last Marth amiibo. The collector needs it. And <laughs> Ronan's like, I need that Marth amiibo. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's bad. But um, I'm looking forward to that supercut of the Hobbit films. Looking forward to them, to somebody just taking it and being like, okay, I'm going to cut this down to its bare essentials. And that all, all that stuff is going to be Bilbo character stuff. It's just going to be really pure Bilbo character stuff. And I think the fights are going to go. You just, you're just going to cut out those giant spectacles, and it's just going to center on a journey. I'll, I will be honest. The moment where it got too much of a spectacle for me where I just even had to say, okay, you need to relax. When Legolas starts running up the, oh, the Mario Brothers the Mario Brothers he starts run, jumping bricks I uh, I yeah, don't know but here's the thing elves are light they can jump on bricks that are free falling <laughs> in the air because if the if, if, if the bricks are heavier if the stone if, like if stones are falling and right. they're free falling and Legolas is lighter he can jump off of those falling stones it just looks ridiculous on a film and <laughs> the fact that those characters were even in that situation or really that Legolas was even in the, any of these films, it just detracts from the importance of the characters that have to be in the film, which are the 13 dwarves and Bilbo. Do you understand? Yeah, like, and like, even the whole like, like the addition of Legolas and the addition of additional characters, five whole armies worth, detract from your protagonist and his core group of supporting characters which have to be in the Hobbit story and it's just like please don't do this to us and I was confused is there a love situation with him and the other elf or not I don't know it's, it's, like, it's done by the time Lord of the Rings rolls around because she ain't there right and then like even when they at the end of the movie where you see she's crying over yeah, yeah. The, his, his yeah, body yeah. It's just like last I was like well I can't stay like there's no discussion with him and her go like, to the north there's a, yeah just there's go to the north a, there's a ranger called Strider like, where did his th- real name you'll have to find out for yourself it's like mm, cute no thanks no thanks like there's one guy in the theater like ha ha I see what he's doing yeah but like, here's when, the thing if 60 years later the fellowship of the ring is created that's when he ultimately meets Strider yeah so what the hell was he doing for those 60 years? <laughs> Looking for his ass? Just hanging out with Liv Tyler, This I didn't guess. work. It doesn't, sadly, it doesn't work. Just, no, less is more on this one. And then, yeah, then the, the whole death of Feely and Keeley is very different. 
in the movie because in the movie they die defending Thorin. Mm-hmm. You know, they, 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 they're back in the to back. Book. In the book. Yeah. Here, one of them is just executed as an example. Yeah. And the other one, you know, it's very slow. I was kind of a little surprised by that. Just like, I'm going to kill you. Oh, no, you got to wait. No, I got you this time. And now you die yeah, in front was... of your girlfriend. Um, so if you're going to see a movie, this, you know what? I, I just saw Whiplash. Whiplash, Whiplash. Whiplash is about a kid who goes to a private conservatory, music conservatory, and J.K. Simmons, who you guys know as playing uh, J. Jonah uh, Jameson yeah. from the first three Spider-Man movies, is in it. Oh, and wait, yeah, Whiplash I've seen for that. is awesome. Okay. Whipl- I think my favorite movies of the year, I got to go with, so far, Boyhood, Big Hero 6, Guardians of the Galaxy, Whiplash, The Raid 2, for a good little fighting, get your blood going. Um, I'm gonna write it all up. We're gonna we're at the on the Geekscape.net site. We're gonna put up our favorites of the year. We're gonna do video games, movies, TV, and comics. We we gotta do that. We gotta put it out there because we you know 2014 has been a great year. I will say this earlier in the show. You talked about how the podcast is kind of reintroducing these games and stuff that you want to do. I mean, if it wasn't for the other podcasts, um, I wouldn't be back into comics. Because I now have a box in Tustin that I have to go clear out because I've subscribed to like at least twelve different titles of comics. Welcome, my child. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I miss I miss it. I, I but I also remembered how much why I got out of it in the first place just because of the money situation. But oh, just like Amiibos. Just like Amiibos. My gift to you. <laughs> well, it evens out. It evens out. So this is my response to. You getting me back into comics? Um, real quick, let's talk because it sounds like the interview is going to be released on Christmas. Yep. At least for a hundred, uh, a few hundred, uh, maybe a hundred theaters, indie theaters. Sony's going to end up releasing the interview after this whole Sony hack situation. Mm-hmm. They're going to release it on Christmas Day. I'm guessing. I think it's been reported, maybe not, that it's going to be a day and date VOD is at the same time because oh. if the movie is not good, and I heard that the movie is not as funny or is kind of not that good of a mm-hmm. movie. They should do v- like day and date VOD at the same time that they put it on Makes theaters sense. because if they wait any longer, the word of mouth from those theaters is not going to help the movie at all. True. So put it out while people are excited about it. You know, um, this whole Sony hack situation. We talked about it last week. Um, it does sound like Spider-Man's coming to the Marvel Universe. It sounds like we're all excited about that. Um, but like any property, let's do it right. Marvel's shown that they can. Um, we'll just see. I, I'm scared. I, I it's it's very loose footing right now. Like I don't know. I'm excited but scared mm-hmm. because of what's the deal? Like Sony would get to use two Marvel characters for one of their films. Sure, they can put some like two Marvel characters into a Spider-Man film on the Sony side. It's all up on the site, but then Sony uh has a bit of story ownership you know marvel has to give input on on the spider-man and then films. civil war series they get to sit, have a say about that yeah so we'll Cause, see because now it's just not marvel it's marvel well it's it's uh sony has some input so sony gets to have when spider-man's involved and you know what we weren't getting okay spider-man movies before so let's give it a chance yeah what do you think of justin lynn directing this star trek 3 I the saw Fast that. He did four Fast and the Furious films? Um, I don't know, because I'm trying to transition from Fast and the Furious to something like Star Trek. Well, I don't think and you have to. I mean, he, he did a community episode. He's doing a few episodes of I'm next okay year's. with it. He's doing True Detective next year. I'm, I'm okay with it. And True Detective is so good. 
If you watch True Detective on HBO, it is completely different than Fast and Furious. It is cerebral. It is, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's. I would say it's pensive and it's and it's interesting and it's layered and it's textured. Uh, and it is it is about as opposite of Fast and Furious as you can get. And if he can play in both the kind of worlds and, and handle that kind of material. Let's give him Star Trek and, and find out if he's a real nerd. You know, I'm sure. Let's find out if he's a nerd in, like we are. And I'm sure in those meetings, when he, I'm sure he has a vision for Star Trek that yeah. people listen to. Is it thought, Ray Bradbury's? Um, Do you, I mean, you understand, like, like he's not yeah. making up his own franchise. I know. Yeah. He, and a lot of fans have have been upset with JJ. Abrams' uh, kind of, of departure, liberty. taking liberties from the, the this, uh, th- you know, Ray Bradbury. Kind of like hitting the reset button. Well, making it into kind of Star Wars. Yeah. Kind of the Star, Wars, Star Wars-ization of the Star Trek movies. You know, um, will he bring it back closer to I have a feeling the, the Ray Bradbury? I have idea. a feeling, and I think that's what the fans may want from him. Well, now that we're actually going to have Star Wars in theaters again, who needs two? Have Star Trek have its own flavor again, and have Star Wars have its own again. You know, and then we have both types of sci-fi up on the screen. That that is the best, best case, scenario. case scenario. Worst case scenario is we have Star Wars and we have s- sort of Star Wars. And it's Star Wars, but with different ships. Yeah, and, and 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 I think we just kind of played that game. I don't think there's a place for that in 2015, as far as fans go. I think it would really hurt Star Trek to have that. In 2016, when this thing comes out, to have, to you know, have Star Star Wars and kind of Star Wars. Because we're gonna have alternating you know, years of Star Wars, Star Trek, Star Wars, Star Trek. If the Star Wars movies... make Star Trek as cerebral as it used to be, make it about something. Make it about, you know, humans from Earth's journeys into the stars. Well, because Star Wars isn't about humans from Earth. It's about a galaxy far, far away. That's more fantastical. That's that's got you fantasy bet. to it. You know, the whole lightsabers, and it literally is like Lord of the Rings. It's like fantasy. Star Trek, I think, owes itself to a bit of science fact in science fiction. True science fiction. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see for the people who did really enjoy the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. They get a great new movie coming out December 18th, right. 2015. It's called yeah. Episode 7. Because if they like that one, they should love <laughs> this one. Yeah. Because if, uh, if, if, if he does bring back Star Trek to its original roots, then I think, it, I, I think he's going to be just fine. I think yeah. he's going to be okay. I hope he's able to do it. Um, so listen, guys. I want to say happy holidays. I want to say that you can listen to Juan every week on the Geekscape Games podcast. Um, he's talking about video games. He can roll deeper than I ever can. Uh, but it's been awesome having him on Geekscape. Again, you can find all that stuff on Geekscape.net, on our Facebook, search for Geekscape, Twitter, YouTube, search for Geekscape. You'll find us. You'll befriend us. You'll be a Geekscapist. Also, we've got this um, website, Geekscape.net, but what I was going to say was also on SoundCloud. If you guys listen on SoundCloud, tell your friends to subscribe. If you listen to us on iTunes or Stitcher, give us like five stars. Leave us a review. Give us something, uh, because that stuff really does help. If you're a longtime Geekscapist, I love your support. I'm glad. Do it anyway. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, give us a five star. Give You're us a there review. already. It's going to help our visibility. It'll help our prominence, and it'll help you make some friends when this community grows even bigger than it has in nine freaking years. How would you say uh, this? Two, because this will probably be the last time 
that we did. Uh, well, 2014. How yeah. was it for you? 2014 was a great year. Um, we released our first film. Remember that? Yes, I do. Talk of the Dead, currently on Netflix. Uh, so Geekscape released its first film. Uh, the Miami Vice comics started to come out. For me personally, it's been good. For Geekscape, it's been good. Um, but I'm not happy. I want more. Well, I, I want I want more Geekscape stuff out there. I want to I want I want this community to uh, grow. I want people to have more of a shared enthusiasm for all this stuff that we love, and um, that only happens if friends share this stuff yeah. with friends. And then we got next year we have wave the, four, five, and six of the Amiibos and Star Wars okay. Seven. <laughs> Star a year, Wars Seven. A year from t- a year from now, we're going to be in the aftermath of Star Wars Seven. Wow. You know, but this, you know, 2015. And we still have Avengers 2 and we, Ant-Man oh and all that God. stuff coming. <laughs> and we're going to have a very busy year. We're going to have but, a big geek year. But it's just, I, it's it's exciting, you know, to, you know. And we're going to have Zelda Wii U. Oh, my God. It's, uh, next and year's Star a, Fox. <sighs> Star Fox, Zelda, and Star Wars. And Arkham Knight. You know, it's, it's exciting to be, uh, you know, I know we're 36 and we're buying Amiibo toys. But to be... At this age, but still loving the stuff that we grew up with and being surrounded by people, maybe not in person, but a community of, you know, the Geekscapists who just passionate about it, sharing their opinions and their thoughts, the anticipation for the movies and then talking about it after the fact. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love the podcast. I love this community. And hopefully 2015 and going forward, we just expand on it even more. Yeah. We'll see what we can add to it. I've got some things in the works. And um I think you're going to have to wait till 2015 to find out. So be safe this holiday season. Let us know what your must-have thing is. I'm curious and, to find uh, out. Maybe some little elves will help it come true. Oh. So coast-to-coast, uh, coast, keep the Martha search going. <laughs> I, lo- I love you guys, and I'll see you guys next week on the next Geekscape. Peace. Goodbye, everybody. Stand up! It's our time! Our time is now! Geekscape and Geekscape Games, and if they're better than us, then we shall rise up. More guests, more wrestling talk, more horror movie talk, more live music, more in-depth personal conversations. They think that they're better than us, then we haven't even started yet! Who's with me? Who are you? Satan Morchow, the black sheep of the internet.